my God. We ride that storm out. How's everyone surviving? How's everyone living? The great storm of 2021, December 15th into the 16th. We shall rebuild. Man, it's a windy one out there. Holy God. Nobody, no one's flying away here. As uh, I slept like a baby last night, my bedroom actually is in the basement of my house. So I did not hear any of the commotion last night. I got up this morning to my alarm, looked out the window, saw the gusts of wind just blowing everywhere. I had some big old sticks in my yard. That was about it for me, though. Hope everyone else is uh, doing all right like I am. As it was uh, a wild ride in, winds blowing me around everywhere. It's kind of fun, actually. Getting up at 4 a.m., definitely, you know, got to rub some sleepies out of your eyes. And I don't start drinking coffee till 5.30 in the morning. So as you're driving in, as I am that early, with those gusts of wind and that storm coming in, you definitely get a jolt. It's like drinking a few cups of coffee and get that caffeine rocking. Mm. Mm. So we are riding the storm out here today on this uh, intriguing, interesting Thursday. A lot of stuff to get to. Uh, thank you, Ario Speedwagon. We appreciate uh, we appreciate your song right there. Live in 1981, riding the storm out right there. Uh, riding the storm out also, your Wisconsin Badger basketball team last night. No Johnny Davis as that illness keeps running through the basketball team. Johnny Davis, man, Badgers favored by 19 points against the Colonels of Nichols State. 19 points. Badgers win by three. Now, here's the thing. There was no Johnny Davis. Obviously, their best player out on the court. I should have known better than to pick the Badger basketball team. I was very confident that, you know what? In years past, the Badgers, when it come to a big spread, would never, ever cover against teams like this. It was very few and far between. It was rare. And I said to myself, there's a different kind of nasty on this Wisconsin Badger basketball team this year. They got that it factor, and he goes by the name of Johnny Davis. The mean mugs, the sick dunks, the corner threes, just nasty from Johnny Davis. He's talking to our sports director, my sports director, Zach Heilprin, who's going to join us later on in the show today. Last night, as it was halftime, and Wisconsin was down, what, 12? At one point, you're like, oh my God. Wisconsin not looking good in that first half. I was texting with Zach. I'm like, hey, man, what time do you want to come on tomorrow to talk, you know, not only the Wisconsin Badger basketball team, but also early signing day period, which started yesterday for football. And Zach's like, yeah, I'll come on. Yeah, so 9 o'clock we'll get him. And we were both talking. I'm like, man, I said on the show that they're going to cover. I said, I, they're going to win the game. Don't get me wrong. They're not going to cover the 19 points, though. They'll win, but they won't cover. And Zach told me, he goes, I should have known better then when they had media availability on Tuesday that Johnny Davis was not available. He said there should have been a red flag right there that Johnny Davis was not going to play because he was not made available to the media. It just makes sense. If you have your best player, your star of the show, not there, and there's an illness running through the team, Carter Gilmore, Lauren Bowman, uh, a couple other players that had it as well. Jacoby Neath, I do believe, before, like last week. We should have known better, man. Zach and I, with no Johnny Davis available to the media, the star of the show, who you want to have be the face of your program outside of Brad Davison, should have known with that illness running around that Johnny Davis could have got the bug. Well, not, it's not COVID-related. Um, 
the bug that was running through the team. So should have known. But instead, we had to uh, bite our fingernails down all the way to the cuticles just about to see the Badgers win 71-68 to against Nichols State, who came out team bring it in the first half, and Wisconsin looked like they could just sleepwalk through that game. Uh, what, they tried uh, nine at the break is what it was, and then 12 eventually. Wisconsin comes out with a 16 to nothing run in the first part of the second half. Start crashing the boards, getting second-half points, out-rebounding, kicking it into gear. What? Brad Davison making some threes. Chris Vogt and Ben Carlson getting it done down low. As it was just an overall effort for the Wisconsin Badgers. Now, Nichols State didn't go away, man. Give the Colonels a little credit. They hit some shots down the stretch, made it interesting. Never had it in doubt, but they did make it interesting down there at the end. Uh, Brad Davison led the way, 19 points for Wisconsin. Four of nine from beyond the arc. While the rest of the team, two of 12. Tyler Wall was the only other player in double digits. He had a tough game, though. 12 points, four rebounds. He, Tyler Wall had a tough game against uh, Nichols State. The whole team collectively did, especially in that first half. But Tyler Wall, man, it's like one of those games where it kind of lulls you to sleep. Maybe you don't got to show up and play that good. You can just go through the motions. That's not the case, man. Um, 19 points was the spread. And our guy, True Advisor, on Twitch.tv, search my name, Ebo, says at the follow button. He says, definitely tough, good conversation points, but not that concerned about the ugly win. It's finals week. Yeah, you got finals week. You got guys coming back from sickness. You got Johnny Davis out with the sickness, your star of the show. You know. And then you got a little break here. As Wisconsin is back in action, December 23rd against Morgan State. So you got that coming up for uh, Wisconsin. We'll talk some more Badger uh, hoops coming up here. But first, I wanted to get to this. I woke up this morning not knowing anything about the storm. Like I said, my, my bedroom's in the basement. I slept like a baby last night. I didn't hear anything. So usually I'll get up. My alarm goes off at 4 a.m. Kind of rub my eyes. And once I fully open my eyes, I always go, why, God, Why? 4 a.m., why, God, why, 4 a.m., and then after I stop, uh, that's the only time in my day where I feel like I'm soft, you know, is questioning why I got to get out of bed, and then once I realize, dude, you get a cool thing you got to do here, you get a mic in your face, get to talk some sports, get to play some music, talk to all the awesome people out there like Kyle and Stoughton and company, get your ass out of bed, stop being a wuss, so once I get out of bed, I then, uh, well, once I get up, Ben, I'll check my phone, see what I, if I missed anything sports-wise. And oh my God, I open up my phone, and one of the first things I see, Urban Meyer fired as the Jacksonville Jaguars head coach. You're fired. 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 Fired. Urban Meyer, D-U-N, Done. Only 13 games in, a tumultuous season, tenure with the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he has been shown the door. Unbelievable, man. I thought he'd maybe make it out of this whole season and then reevaluated and fired, but he is D-U-N done. Wow. Former Wisconsin Badger and now with the Jags offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel is going to serve as the interim head coach for the remainder of the season. But yes, Urban Meyer is fired. He's done. 
And there was another story that came out about him yesterday. I'll get to it. But it was Meyer's only season with the Jags. 2-11. and 11. It's 10th season with double-digit losses in the past 11 years. But the off-field issues is what doomed everything. And it was doomed from the start. I think anyone besides the owner of the Jags could see that this would end in a dumpster fire. Khan, I don't know what you were thinking, dude. Trying to go outside of the box. But he is done. Let's see here. Let's see if we can piece it all together for Urban Meyer. Hiring a strength and conditioning coordinator who had been from Iowa, right? Uh, What's that guy from Iowa? Yeah, accused of making racist remarks and bullying black players. That started off for Urban Meyer. Not good. I didn't mind the signing of Tim Tebow. You know, you got to get eyes on your program, your franchise, sell some jerseys. That's what Tim Tebow did when he was brought in as a tight end. Didn't make it to the active roster, obviously. was cut. So you got the Tim Tebow thing, which is, that's fine. And then, what did we see? A video of Herb with a woman who was not his wife at a bar doing a little bump and grind with him on that bar stool after he was out to eat with the grandkids. The grandkids and the missus left. Urban Meyer stayed and got a little dirty. Man. So that happened. Uh, and then tension started to flare in Jacksonville between his staff and his players. Apparently, Urban Meyer was calling his staff stupid and all kinds of other names. That wasn't flying over. Trevor Lawrence came out last week to say that he couldn't understand why he wasn't playing certain players and the decisions he were making. There was a riff in the locker room. Urban Meyer then had a, when he was a commentator on TV, had three things that would point to why a team is bad and his own video of his three bullet points, he hit every single one of them with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And then there's this, the kicker, Josh Lambeau. This is what got Urban Meyer donezo. The latest embarrassment yesterday by the Tampa Bay Times in which former kicker Josh Lambeau alleged that Urban Meyer kicked him in the leg while he was stretching in warm-ups before a practice during the week of the final preseason. I kid you not, the kicker is the reason why Herb is now fired. The straw that broke the camel's back. I was reading the story a little bit, and we'll get into it. But Lambeau was saying that as he was stretching, Urban Meyer came up to him. Well, first he would call the position, uh, the special teams players, not by their names, but by their position. Hey, kicker. Hey, punter. Hey, holder. Which, whatever, right? I get it. But then Urban Meyer came up to Lambeau kicked him in the leg, and said, hey, dip bleep, make your effing kicks, and then kicked him. Now, Lambeau said that the kick wasn't that painful. It was a 5 out of 10 on the pain scale. But now all of this is coming out, and Urban Meyer coming up to a kicker and saying, hey, dip bleep, make your effing kicks, and then Herb kicked him. In practice is the straw that broke the camel's back. <laughs> All right, I'm not going to defend Urban Meyer here, but who hasn't wanted to say that to a kicker? Hey, dip bleep, make your effing kicks. I've screamed that at my TV multiple times during this Packer season. Now, I wouldn't go up and kick Mason Crosby, but let's be honest with ourselves. Who hasn't thought that they wanted to do that to a kicker? Kick them after they missed their kick and say, hey, make your effing kicks. 
Urban Meyer, done. Yeah, PJ Fleck hit hitting the gong every time they had us. Oh, and they, and he like made an announcement every time in front of in front of a group of people who knew the kid signed. Here's the thing that bothers me though is like he beat in the Gophers, Wisconsin. Like I can't, what, what do I have to say right now? Like I, what do we have against him? It sucks. Yeah. I hate it. It stinks. Yeah. I want to take that fuzzy mail he had and hit him with it. But I can't. I mean, you could. I could. But he'd be like, what'd you do that for? We beat you. Because? And I'd be like, well, I actually wasn't on the football team. I just chose violence this morning. Because I can't? Damn it. Yeah, so RJ, looking at Wisconsin really quick here, early signing day period. 14th scholarship, or 14, excuse me, scholarship players signed a class that ranks 44th in the country. Yep. And 11th in the Big Tens. Now, some of that ranking is due to the small class. So if you use the average rating of each recruit, Wisconsin would rank sixth in the conference, actually. So the team is likely to add a few more players that could lift those rankings as you were talking about. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we'll have Zach on to talk a little more about it. More will be coming in because um, <clears throat> this is an early signing day. I don't know how much. But, yeah, RJ, looking at this uh, moving forward, I see a lot of people very excited about the class, though. And we've seen the Big Ten, especially guys from Wisconsin and who they recruit, be undervalued. And then once they get on the field and you see how good they actually are, yeah. then you kind of readjust. You're like, oh, damn, these guys are pretty badass, actually. Right. And, uh, I mean, you have the top recruit in the state in Joe Brunner, uh, tackle out of Whitefish Bay, I think. Um, but he, yeah, I mean, so out of the super six or whatever they were calling yeah. the the top six guys who are the best like ever in state history as a group, you're probably only getting three and then four or five of the top 10. I can't remember what it is. Um, but I mean, that also tells you how good the state class is. And I mean, there's some kids like, uh, Isaac ham who said, you know, we're going to go, there's, ham. there's something about, Staying home and yeah, from being some with, prairie, being with the the team you grew up cheering for, and those are the kind of kids Who'd you want. I'd rather have here. Yeah, I want the kids who want to play at Wisconsin, not the kids that need to play at Wisconsin. Yeah. So if your if your whole deal is, I need to be on national television, go play somewhere else. You're not. You're not a fit. You tell them, yeah, hell yeah. If you, yeah, if you don't if, want to be in the Big Ten Network at eleven o'clock, don't bother. Yeah, if you want to, <laughs> if you want to put on that W, and when you stepped on campus, you felt something special. Mm -hmm. Yes, come on here and play. If you felt something other than I can get my NIL deal here, and it's my way of being able to get my brand on TV the easiest. Go somewhere else. I don't need you. Yeah. If Pound sand. If you're the me guy and you're highly ranked, I'm I'm not too sorry I missed out on you. So speaking of NIL deals, RJ, I saw Dabo Sweeney making some comments and a lot of people are like, uh? So Dabo Sweeney on the NCAA transfer portal, quote, it's chaos right now. Tampering galore. Adults manipulating young men. Education is like the last thing now. It always was. Yeah. Coming from a guy who gets five-star recruits, you think you're, Dabo you're, Sweeney really cared if uh, his uh, student went to like you know astrophys uh, like an astrophysicist and was like, yeah, we we got to make sure you're getting a 4.0 plus, right? <laughs> or was Dabo Sweeney like, yo, dude, can you catch this football and score a touchdown? I bet he was in there for academics. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Do what's, we want to send this guy to the moon? What's their twenty to Mars, right? or do we want to send him to the end zone then to the NFL? 
Hmm. I wonder. What, RJ? I said, what's their 2022 rank? Uh, I'm not sure. I have to get the resource department. 17th. On 17th. Uh, with 13 commits. Dabo Sweeney, it's chaos right now. Tampering galore. Adults yeah. manipulating young men. Education is like the last thing. Hmm. I'm pretty sure in college football, the adults have always been manipulating these young men and their family. And education for the big schools, Dabo. Education was the last thing. Hell, all recruiting is is blowing smoke up somebody's butt. Yeah. That's I mean, it. before NIL, I'm pretty sure there was teams like Tennessee who were giving recruits $20,000 in cash in a McDonald's bag literally under a table. Yeah. Um, it's And that wasn't for textbooks. That was te- yeah, Tennessee. That was, <laughs> they really put it in the McDonald's bag. Um, Hopefully uh, there's food in there for them too. <laughs> but it's if you're now Alabama, you're honestly telling me they're, they care about school. Now, I don't think it was an actual real tweet, but I want to pretend like it was because it's funny. Cardell Jones, we ain't here to play school. I mean, it it was a real tweet. Was it? It wasn't fake? No, he said that. He tweeted that and then deleted it? Yeah. We ain't, and I quote, we ain't here to play school. That that was legit. Um, Hilarious. But it it's not, yeah, recruiting is to use, uh, get him to the Greek quote. <laughs> you mind F him. You mind F him. You, you stroke these kids' egos, and you mind F them to make sure you, you, you come, can lure them into your school. Sounds like they have a creepy van they're driving around with that. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Hey, kids, I don't got any candy or puppies, but I got $20,000 in cash in a McDonald's bag. <laughs> you want to come play football? We ain't here to play school. All right, we'll come right back. Dan, Dan, if you're listening, Dan, at the Milwaukee Bucks game last night, you called in around this time yesterday, said you want to talk smack to Grayson Allen. You're courtside. Dan, if you're listening, I need you to call in and give us an update. I will keep soliciting until you call in. You said you listen every day. Do not disappoint me. I know you won't. We'll come right back. All right, so, Robbie, (laughs) Packers-wise, David Bakhtiari, back at practice yesterday. I know it was a limited fashion, but are we going to see Agent 69 back sooner rather than later here? Because, I mean, time is starting to run out, is it not? Well, you know, Evo, again, what I've kind of continued to predict. So remember now, we're into, what, week 15? Yes, sir. Um, four games left in the regular season. It's You know, it's an 18-week season now instead of the, the old 17 we're all used to. I, I, I've kind of predicted for the last two or three weeks, Evo, you would see him about week 17. He, he will... He will kick off the rust for a game or two, and he will be ready to roll in the postseason. And they may follow a similar path with Jair Alexander um, in the in the, in the secondary. And you know, Evo, let's be honest. This schedule—they're the one seed in the NFC right now. They they can't afford any hiccups, but the schedule isn't overly daunting. They're a six-point favorite at Baltimore this week. Um, they, they, they still have Minnesota and the Browns at home. They're going to be a touchdown-plus favorite, I would assume, in both of those games. And they go to Detroit in Week 18, where they'll be a two-touchdown favorite. So, 
Evo, I, I think they can get through and they can navigate this thing with or without Bakhtiari and get themselves to 14-3 and three and hold on to that number one seed. Um, but if the guy is ready to go, it, you know, it, it, it's time. Put on the pads yeah. and, and get back out there. Okay. They, they've obviously been ultra-conservative and ultra-careful. They continue to you know, be vague and elusive in terms of any kind of timeline and say day-to-day and things like that, even as offensive line coach. Yesterday wouldn't touch the question on any kind of timeline with, with David Bakhtiari. You know, but I would think the fact, Evo, he's out um, practicing again, you know, even in limited form. He's not doing team stuff. It's individual drills. Yeah. Um, it, it, it does give you a decent feeling. Now, remember, Evo, he did this a month ago when he came off a pup, and he had, he had some type of setback where he had to get the knee yeah. scoped again a- after that. So that they're going to be extremely careful, but but Evo, I, I would think in their perfect utopian world, mm. Bakhtiari can knock off the rust in maybe week seventeen or eighteen, and then be ready to roll in the playoffs. Man, in a perfect utopian world as well, we'd be talking to you every day, Robbie, instead of Thursdays <laughs> as well about the well, Green Bay let, Let's set that up, Evo, because because I, I <laughs> you, you know me, I'm a big fan of the show. I. Well, we're a big fan of you, Robbie. I'd never say no. The feeling is mutual over here, Rob. We have nothing but love for you. Uh, Again, Merry Christmas. Christmas love going on, Evo. So, Robbie, um, a question for you, just because we got so caught up in, you know, arguing about Badgers and then, you know, a short segment here. Could you stay on for another one after, like, a longer break here? Is that something you could do? Absolutely. Take take your break. We'll come back. Keep this going. Well, I have one more question for you. Like, I totally set you up for that, giving you all the love, and then ask you to stay on again. So, I'm glad (laughs) you took it hook, line, and sinker, Rob. Uh, But, uh, I want to talk, obviously, the Ravens coming up, uh, Aaron Rodgers as well. But when it comes to injuries, what about Billy Turner on that offensive line? Is he potentially going to be back, or are we going to be seeing him done for the year? I think he's probably going to be done for the regular season, Evo. Again, you, you know how this goes with the Packers, and, and we've seen it now dating back you know, to McCarthy's time. They're, they're, they're very, you know, really the Ted Thompson hiring changed a lot of this. Um, you know, it, but they're very secretive and very cautious and careful. But, you know, with, with Turner, they're, they're talking that they are optimistic they will get him back at some point in time. It's probably a lot like Josh Myers, Evo at center. Um, that they're, they're crossing their fingers. They're hopeful that they, they will. My best guess on Turner, Evo, is, 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 again, best case scenario, maybe the final game of the season in Detroit. But if Green Bay can hold serve, Evo, and, and get to 14-3, and three, remember, they're going to have that bye week. So they're yeah. going to get that extra week for these guys to heal. My best guess on Billy Turner, Evo, would be that first playoff game, you know, that, which will be the divisional round when Green Bay is the one and they'll host the 4-5 winner. That, that would be my best guess at this point on Turner. Um, the good news for them is you know, they, they do have a 10-year vet there. Uh, some of these other positions, Evo, where, they, where they've lost guys, and, and the guys have come in and played extremely well, don't get me wrong. But some of these other spots, I mean, they've, they've had to go extremely young, right? Royce Newman's a rookie, um, you know, Runyon in his second year, but he only played about 70 snaps last year. You know, the left tackle, the third choice at left tackle with, with Yash out there, um, had, had really never played whatsoever. And, and these guys have stepped up, Evo. So um, the fact that, you know, the fact that they really didn't miss a beat the other night offensively with Kelly leads you to believe they, they can certainly get through this next month and be okay and give Turner whatever amount of time he needs. But but again, Eboy, I think yeah, I think they're probably looking at the playoffs on him. I do have a message from one of my awesome listeners. Bobby says, hey, can you ask Rob about Zadarius Smith? Is there any news? There's really not. It's been very quiet on that front, guys, the last, the last couple of weeks, even to the point when 
you know, for example, LaFleur was asked about a, kind of a trio yesterday, Alexander, uh, Smith, and Bakhtiari, and he talked about, you know, he talked about Alexander, and he talked about Bakhtiari. He didn't really even mention Smith. I, I, I'm not going to go as far as saying forget about it. You won't see him again this year. But I, I, I think those other two guys, they have far greater hopes for, in, you know, in, in yeah. terms of coming back this year, uh, the, left, the left tackle in the corner. Um, I guess, again, the good news for Green Bay is they've got, they've got Gary and they've got Preston both playing at a really high level right now. And, and not a lot of people would, you know, not a lot of teams have that level of depth at, at outside linebackers. So I, at, at this point in time, though, to, you know, to the, to the caller, the question, um, I, I would say the odds are against seeing Zadarius. Man, all right, and that's a bummer because he had that Instagram posting. I'm thinking about that time. He's teasing us, Rob. All right, so, Rob, Urban Meyer, uh, the story yesterday from former uh, Jaguars kicker Josh Lambeau was Urban Meyer came up to him and said, hey, dip bleep, make your effing kicks, and then he kicked him, the kicker. That was like the straw of the book, the camel's back. I remember saying to myself, I don't know how many times I would love to kick someone on the Packers special teams because I never did it. I never Urban Meyered anyone, Robbie. But this Packers special teams... Have you ever seen something so putrid in your time of covering the Green Bay Packers? Well, they've been putrid for a long, long time. And, and just real <laughs> quick, that, that, back to that Jaguars kicker, is, his name is Josh Lambeau, and he actually, he actually spent a year at Middleton High School, Evo, oh. um, back about oh, 15 years ago. And, and then he, he ended up being a pro soccer player for a number of years and then, and then became an NFL kicker. So he's, he's a local kid, actually, which is, which is part of a – you know, part of that Urban Meyer story, which which is wild. But, but you know, back to Green Bay for a second, Ebo. You know, I went back and I was doing my homework on on this for some stuff I'm going to still write yet. You know, this week they've they've been absolutely dreadful since '05, Ebo. Four times since '05, they've been dead last in special teams rankings, and five more times, Ebo, they have been between 29th and 31st. So in the last 16 years. Nine of them, Ebo, they have been 29th in the league or worse. <laughs> and, and it really doesn't matter, you know, if it's, if it, if it's Mike Stock or it's Sean Slocum or, or, or Ron Zook or, or Sean Menenga or now Mo Drayton. Ebo, they had one year in there where they fumbled the ball 11 times. How? In, in the 14 season, Ebo, when all of us could see where this was headed, where special teams was going to bite him in the backside, maybe in a huge, huge game, and it did, obviously, in Seattle in the NFC Championship. Uh, that game, Evo, or that season, they had seven kicks blocked. I mean, so it, it, it probably it, it was no surprise in, in the middle of that comedy of errors that season that you get to the NFC Championship and John Ryan, your old punter, throws a touchdown pass against you, and, and then Brandon Bostic puts the ball on the ground, and, and Seattle's able to force overtime and eventually win the game. Uh, Sunday night on an individual uh, game, though, Ebo, might have been the worst I've ever seen. I mean, the, the, no the comedy of errors inside, you know, just in, inside one 60-minute football game was, you know, was, was, was absolutely remarkable. The, the 97-yard punt return by Grant, right, Khalil Herbert's running wild on kick returns, Mason Crosby's booting the ball out of bounds. Malik Malik Taylor is catching the ball at the five and then stepping out of bounds. MVS is trying to secure an onside kick and he can't do it. Right, Amari Rogers is a train wreck as your punt returner. It's bad, Evo. It's really bad. Um, and now they have to go to Baltimore, which is always one of the top three special teams groups in the league because their head coach is one of the all-time great special teams coaches in John Harbaugh, 
and he always has their units fantastic. So you're looking at one of the best special teams groups on Sunday Evo in the league against probably the worst wow. in Green Bay. Uh, I, I, I wrote this the other day at Forbes Evo. I would have fired Mo Drayton. I mean, if, <laughs> if, if, if you can fire Mike McCarthy with four games left in the regular season, you sure as hell can fire Mo Drayton with four games left in the regular season. There's, there's a couple of really, really good retired special teams coaches hanging out in their homes right now, Evo, and you give them whatever amount of money they want, and you bring them in, and you get this thing fixed by the playoffs. And, and, and again, when I say fixed, Evo, you just make them adequate. At this point in time... I would say, Rob, right? I would argue just have them be bad. Absolutely, right. <laughs> Stop getting F's every week and get a D, right? And, it's, it's, and, it's, and, it's insane. It's insane. I've never seen anything like it. Evo, I could almost write my story right now. Tampa Bay defeats Green Bay 30-27 after don't. Amari Rogers fumbled punt, gave Tom Brady the ball at the 12 with a minute nine left. Two, two plays later, he threw the touchdown to Gronk. Don't you whatever, put that evil right? on us. Rob Reichel, don't you put that evil on us. Don't speak that into existence. What I'm telling you is this, this, this movie is very predictable because we've all seen the movie evil. We, we've watched this movie now for 15 years. We watched this movie in 2014, <laughs> and, and, and if you and I were doing this segment, Evo, seven years ago, we would have been saying at some point in time special teams is going to bite the Packers in the tail. And guess what? It sure as hell did in the NFC Championship game. So that's where they're headed right now, Evo. I would have changed the coach over. They didn't. They're going to try to move forward with frontline players, and I don't know how that's going to work out. It's obviously an injury risk, but that's what Matt LaFleur is doing right now. All right, Robbie, one last question for you before I unfortunately and sadly have to let you go. We're going to do some sports gambling. Uh, Nelly gave me a pick uh, that I'm going to get out there to the masses. He says hello, by the way. Uh, Rob, what happens Sunday starting at 325 in Baltimore against the Ravens with that good special teams unit of theirs against the Packers? Well, you know, I'm going to guess they're going to go with Lamar Jackson, aren't you? Yeah. I mean, don't, don't you think they, they have way too much on the line yep. that, that he's going to at least give it a go? Um, if, you know, I'm sure it was encouraging for them when, when, when he got knocked out last week that, you know, that, that the backup came in and almost rallied him to a win um, against the Browns. But I'm going to assume you're going to see Lamar Jackson. But it's not going to be Ebo the Lamar Jackson you would have seen in September or October, right, or certainly before this injury. It, it's not going to be 100% Lamar Jackson who can, who can beat you with his feet for 125 yards. Uh, he might be more of a pocket passer. And as we all know, Ebo, he's not great in that respect. Um, and if, if he can't get out of the pocket and move, uh, extend plays, Evo, you know, even run the ball eight or ten times for 70 yards or, or whatever it turns out to be, that offense is going to be really hindered. Uh, the, the reason they have one of the top rush offenses in all of football is because of Lamar Jackson. It's not because they have some great stable of running backs and an elite offensive line. So, Evo, I, I think he's... Again, none of us know. We're not at Ravens practice. We won't know until Sunday night or Sunday, late Sunday afternoon. But I, I think you know that injury is certainly going to hinder him on, on some levels, and, and I think he's going to be forced to, to stay in the pocket more than he is going to want to, and that's obviously going to play into Green Bay's hands. Um, they're really beat up on defense, Baltimore, that is, Evo. Um, it, you know, it, it was a top-five unit when the year began, but, but they've, they, Green Bay whines and cries about you know, their amount of injuries, Evo. Baltimore's had it even worse. Um, so I, I think Green Bay goes in there, Evo, and, and wins by at least a touchdown. I'm going to say 30-20. to 20. 
uh, Packers. I, I, I think they've got it going on, on certainly on both sides of the ball, Evo. Uh, we'll, we'll see what they do with special teams. Don't be shocked if the Ravens bring one back at some point in time there for a, for a touchdown or Amari Rogers puts one on the ground at the 10 and it sets the Ravens up for a short field. But I do think, uh, Evo, you know, the way Green Bay's offense has started to hum, 37.3 points per game in the yeah. last three. The defense, you know, really clamped down in the second half last week. It looked, looked like the defense people are used to. That, that you know, I, I think, Evo, they... I don't want to say they'll have an easy go of it Sunday, but I, I think it's going to be a semi-comfortable win where midway through the fourth quarter, you know, you, you, you're breathing relatively easy. I'm going to stay with 30-20. Love it, Robbie, and love your uh, rock and roll in here, talking Packers with us, as well as the little Badgers. Thank you for doing a little double duty with us. We love you, man. We'll follow along. Rob Reichel, Conley Media, Forbes.com. Dude, that article you wrote on the special teams and firing Mo Drayton, straight fire. I had so many listeners talking about it. Well done, Rob. You're the man. We love you. Kieran, come in here. Kieran, quick, quick, quick. I just got a text. Kieran, there's the, yes. the storm is crazy right now. It's insane. So my car, what about my car? Um, there's a piece of our aluminum roof that's flying off a huge long piece, and it's about to hit your car. Oh, my his God. Mine. His. Sweet. Not mine. His. Sweet baby Jesus. I should move mine also. <laughs> what? Kieran? <laughs> like, how close is it hitting? Um, It's flapping. <laughs> Sweet Lord. How heavy is this piece of aluminum? I mean, it's only aluminum roof. It's RJ just texted me. But... RJ texted me. Dude, seriously, you need to move your car. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll post it on my Twitter account. Look at no, it. I'm on the yeah, other I'm on the other side of the door. Well, question oh, for you guys. Let's you still up against the building. You should be fine. Let's okay. say I want a new car. <laughs> I don't know. Active, hypothetically. Active hypothetically. Would, would Midwest theoretically be liable? Or what? No. The insurance. <laughs> insurance agents. Hypothetically, I don't know how say, insurance Hypothetically works, speaking, so. let's say someone I knew wanted a new car. Would <laughs> should they leave their car there? Hypothetically speaking, I don't know this person. Does aluminum count as natural disaster? I think my insurance or this friend I know's insurance agent listens. Um, RJ says you get it down here now. Okay, we'll be right back. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you do it, Benjamin. Got my computer. Oh, yeah. Oh, bruh. <laughs> I just, that took two minutes. Whew. Zach's on hold, by the way. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Hi. Hey, Zach. Hey. I don't know if you heard, but I had to move my car. I heard it almost got impaled. <sighs> that was a good word, right? Dude, it's, it's nuts out there. <laughs> it was like uh, one of those like apocalyptic movies, you know, when like... The world civilization has ended. And so oh, my like, God, you're out of breath. Well, I was running as fast as I could, <laughs> and I had to dodge. I had to dodge like steel coming off the building. <laughs> I felt like I was in an action movie. Whew. Hey, Zaggy, what's going on, brother? Hey, what's going on? <laughs> so, so uh, National Signing Day, right? <laughs> <sighs> Hang on, Zach. All right. Ben, t- talk Signing Day quick. i got to catch my breath. So I, while Ebo while collects himself and, and refills his lungs, uh, National Signing Day yesterday, or early signing day, there was obviously chaos around the country with the whole Florida State to Jackson State flip. But uh, you talked to all of uh, Wisconsin's assistant coaches yesterday. They obviously end up getting Isaac Ham later in the night. Uh, what were your takeaways from that media availability? Yeah, so a lot of people t- took time uh, speaking about the recruits that were coming in. So I decided to ask about what was happening uh, with their position groups next year. But just in terms of what uh, Wisconsin was able to get, I, I know that uh, there were several players that they were uh, really excited about. Um, I think like uh, a guy like Austin Brown, 
a safety from Illinois, uh, is also a really good offensive player. And, uh, so right. there's, there are some, there are some fights, uh, that I think are going to happen over, uh, certain players. And Jim Leonard has lost out on those fights. We, we know about Braylon Allen and we'll see what happens with Katie Akamelli and we'll see what happens with Austin Brown. But I think, uh, wide receivers coach Alvis Witted said of uh, Austin Brown, I have a man crush on that kid. He, <laughs> oh. he, he is, yeah, he is uh, just an extremely athletic kid, and, and he would Man. love to have him. Would love to have him at wide receiver. I think, I think uh, he probably stays on safety. Uh, Jim Leonard told everyone to stop bringing this kind of crap up. <laughs> like this, this kid to be, this kid to safety. Stop it. Um, yeah, I saw that and, video. He seemed kind of mad. Yeah, no, he was he was fine. Uh, right. But he, I think he's tired of losing kids to the offense, yeah. uh, namely, namely Brendan Allen. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was it, it's a smaller class. Uh, it's obviously they get Isaac Ham last night, which was huge. They keep the top offensive player and the defensive player in the state. Um, we'll see what happens with Carson Hinsman. I don't think there's a lot of um, good feelings about that one. Where that's going to go, the four-star kid out of uh, what St. Croix. Uh, so. We'll see. It's it's a uh, it's an interesting class. It's not a class that is going to you know excite a ton of people, but I think there's a lot of interesting kids in it. Well, I know Ben's excited, so that's all that matters here. I am well, ben excited. Was, ben, ben was Ben was uh, fighting for Paul Christ all day yesterday and, and today. It was uh, it was very very impressive. Pete was trying to be impressive. realistic here. I also with this no, class, it's Zach. Not, it's not it's not Ben because last year I doubt you were you were talking about average ranking. No, you're talking about how great it was. Like no, no, I, no. I presented those things together. Okay, for con, I, I tweeted last night the Big Ten recruiting rankings based on the average rating, not the composite one. Zach, I put them together as a way to. I and it happened to me that was the only one people reacted to. I put them together to show that there are different ways to look at it. There are different ways to look at it, but I, what I'm saying is I don't think you were doing that last year when they had a top twenty recruiting class. So. so you were trying to you're trying to carry Paul Chris water, and that's completely fine. Like I understand it, I and I agree with you. I just think it's it's kind of funny that you know you do it this year, but probably weren't doing it last year when their class was the best in school. No, history. you might be right. No, I'm I probably am right. I'm you're probably right. Zach, you had mentioned a man crush. Um, I got to come clean here. I got one on you, and then I want to talk Badger basketball here momentarily. But first, after the Badger basketball game, I was uh, watching obviously the Big Ten Network. And there was a recruiting update of, you know, the the teams around the Big Ten. Obviously, PJ Fleck has a gong that he bangs. Wait, what? Every time they sign, th- 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 am I the only one that saw this? Yes. That, did you know or see this, Zach? Where'd you read it? The I Onion. I, no, I, I saw it with it. my own eyes after the Badger Every basketball they game. Commit. They, they, they had a gong that they were banging. Yeah, I'm not kidding. I wish I, I wish I was making it up, but I'm not. It's I was I, I couldn't believe it. Like he is a cle- walking cliche. Like it is just insane how how pathetic that guy is. I'll, I, I'll I, find the video. And... I mean, I I, uh, I mean, there's if, if there's something ridiculously stupid and ridiculously over the top uh, cliche, PJ Flex is gonna do it. Yeah. I couldn't have said so, it better myself. I, I, I didn't honestly. I didn't see that, but that doesn't. I guess that really shouldn't surprise. I'll try and find the video or a clip or something online. I, I kid you not. There was a gong. They banged it. He also doesn't like Crocs, which I have a problem with. That's, he doesn't like Crocs. I'm, in, I'm indifferent on the Crocs. Hey, don't. How do you know he doesn't like Crocs? Because there was a video they posted from Big Ten Media ben, Days. He said he doesn't like Crocs. <laughs> I'll say this, and Zach, you don't have to say anything. This you said week. socks. You said Crocs. socks or Crocs. 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 The food, uh, the 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 shoe. The, the shoe. Well, you can eat crocodile too. Yeah. So okay. real All quick, right. and Zach, you don't have to do this, or um, 
respond to this. But Ben, if you want to not like Crocs, Google Brett Favre Crocs and then hit images. <laughs> I'll do it during gray. Uh, I would, <laughs> for, for, for anybody that uh, is going to take you up on that, don't do it at work. Yeah, I don't do it at work. <laughs> All right, okay, I will not do that. There's Crocs in no, the picture. You can. You, you can. At the radio station, you can. Let's just uh, say there, he's there, only there, wearing. No, I'm not going to do it. He's only wearing there, Crocs. There have, if that understood. There have been worse. There have been worse searches in that building. So, uh, so, 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 Zach or Ben, if you want to not like Crocs, just Google that picture. I didn't, you didn't hear from me. Yeah. All right, Zach. Yeah, Ben's raising his hand. Yes. No, brother. I I do want to ask Zach: Is there any guy that you are the most excited to see play at Wisconsin? Maybe aside from your Joe Brunner and Isaac Ham, the guys that are rated at the top. Are there other guys that people maybe aren't talking about enough that you're excited to see come? I'm I'm kind of interested to see what Katie Akamelli looks like. We got a chance to talk with him on the on camp this week. He's a really uh, well-spoken kid. Uh, led his team to a state championship for the first time in in uh, school history. He can play uh, running back, can play wide receiver, can play defense. He's an explosive kid. Like if you just put on his tape, he just it, it, he stands out uh, big time. So I'm I'm interested to see like kind of where he ends up. It sounds like. Uh, he said that uh, they're going to probably start him at running back, but I think he can play a whole bunch of different positions. He's he's probably, I think, one of the more underrated kids in the class. And um, again, it's not a highly ranked class, but I think he's one of those guys. So, Zach, uh, you know, I want to talk Badger basketball with you too. 19 point favorites. The Badger basketball team was against Nichols did you, State. Did somebody did somebody bet on that? I I said I had a feeling like the Badgers had a new nasty and they were going to cover that spread. And everyone else was like, "No, nah, it's not going to happen." I said it was not going to happen. <laughs> yeah, the, everyone else said it wasn't going to happen. I'm like, "No, I can feel it." They got some nasty, and the nasty I thought what it was was Johnny Davis, like the dunks, yes. the mean mugs, you know, everything he brings to the the court, the trash talking of his own teammates. <laughs> and rightfully so. I mean, they didn't even show up last. Chris Vote looked nice. What on that? Like, well, no. But Zach. Should we have known that Johnny Davis wasn't playing? Is it is it illness non COVID related? Like he wasn't available for the media the day before? Should I have known? Like what? what yeah, what's so up with Johnny Davis? Not, yeah, apparently he did not practice. So I I had requested him for for, for after practice on Tuesday, and uh, I was told he was busy. Um, and it turns <laughs> out it, it, it turns out he was sick and not at practice. So um, there's that. Yeah, I mean he was down for two days. I'm surprised that Vegas didn't get a hold of that. Because uh, I doubt the 19 would have stood, but either way, uh, yeah, he. It's non-COVID. It's what's been going. It's been going around the team. Uh, we've seen Lauren Bowman miss time, Gilmore miss time, yeah. uh, Kobe Neath miss time. Like we've seen all these guys miss games, and and obviously now Johnny Davis. And now you have to hope that it doesn't hit the rest of the team. I think we kind of talked about that, or we. Yeah, I mean, he, when it was going around, you were hoping it wasn't going to hit the rest of the team, and, and certainly Johnny Davis is a big part of it. He's missed two games, and they've looked. Uh, rather a tro- uh, rather, uh, it's pedestrian. Been it's, been, it's, it's been a tough look uh, without him in lineup, but that's no surprise. He's their best player. He's played like one of the top players in the country uh, to, for the first ten games or the first nine his first nine games of the season. And so, them not looking good with him not in the lineup, not a huge surprise. And to be fair, Nickel State is a uh, is a solid team, and I think the favorite to win their conference. Yeah, the Southland Conference. I was uh, when I was watching the game last night. They're saying if Wisconsin, as it was, they were down twelve before they went on that sixteen to nothing run, which was nice. Uh, the announcers were saying if Wisconsin loses this game and Nickel State goes on to win the Southland Conference, you cannot explain this one away to the committee. Sure, there'll be like a note that Johnny Davis wasn't there, but you can't explain this one away. Zach, should we be concerned about? I know they won by three, but should we be concerned about this team um, moving forward with how they? 
you know, favored by 19. I know Johnny Davis wasn't playing, but some of those other guys, is this a, you know, as I said three times already, a concern moving forward? My question is why would the committee not consider Johnny Davis uh, being out? Not no, being they said there'd be a post-it note on it, like there would be a note that Davis wasn't Which, playing, but you still couldn't but, explain it away. Yeah, I mean, again, they were the best team in their conference. Wisconsin was their best player, a guy who's clearly uh, an All-American and, and uh, I don't know, head and shoulders above the rest of his teammates uh, in, in terms of importance. So I, I, don't know, I think maybe you might be able to explain it away, but but you're, you're right. I actually kind of look at it differently. I, uh, I was trying to do glass half full kind of approach thing here. I, I, I was uh, thinking it's a good thing that Johnny didn't play last night. Because I like the like adversity, right? You come back yeah. and you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you find yeah, a way. That, and it forced other guys to step up, just like Johnny was asking for, right? He was asking, he said after the Ohio State loss that other guys needed to step up, and they didn't, and, well, last night they did, whether it was Chris Voigt, uh, excuse me, Chris Vogt off the bench, you know, maybe he should be starting. Uh, 9.7 rebounds. You get uh, 9 points and 7 rebounds from Jacoby Neath, a guy who we hadn't really seen much this year, and he, you know, was, was tough defensively, and he hit the glass, and I think maybe he uh, showed kind of why he, they got him in the transfer portal, Tyler Wall had 12 points. They, it wasn't. He kind of uh, had a tough game, though. Wall did. He, he did. He did. There's no doubt about that. But then also Ben Carlson too. Ben Carlson off the bench, yeah. giving them a little lift. Uh, uh, you know, rebounding and a little bit of scoring here and there. So I, I think it was actually a positive. Johnny wasn't there because it did force other guys to to step up, and we saw it. Jacoby Neath do it, and we saw Chris Vote do it. Yeah, Chris Vote looked nice. Um, I know Carlson in that 16 0 nothing run, him and they're grabbing offensive rebounds, second chance points. It was looking pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, Chris Vote, though, come Big Ten, more Big Ten play. I know, you know, they're not, what, December 23rd against uh, Morgan State coming to the Cole Center. But what's, once you get back to Big Ten play, I mean, Vote's got the body, and he's looking, you know, better and better. Can he be, like, that key guy off the bench for Stephen Crowell, who, you know, still probably growing into his game? My question is do you leave him on the bench? Ooh. Or do you bring, or do you put him in the starting lineup? I like. Ooh. I feel like he gives you a nice. I mean, he played 25 minutes last night, so yeah. he essentially was the starter last night. Um, you know, with with Crowell uh, still struggling. So I don't know. I, I kind of. I like I kinda that. Still, I kind of think you still. Bring, I, yeah, I. He's I got the body. He's like 260. Time. The dude's the dude's got the body for Big Ten play. Be a starter. He does I? I, I, eh, I, I mean. I think he's going to struggle down the road too in the Big Ten. I mean, he is he is two six. He's also, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I, I think coming off the bench, I think he still probably gives him that lift, and so he still st- starts Stephen Crowell. I talked to Stephen on on Tuesday, and he said his confidence wasn't wasn't hammered at all, but he he understands that he has struggled, and he he thinks uh, he's going to be able to turn it around. But um, you know, he's played so little. He didn't barely play last year. He's essentially just. 10 games into a career, and um, I think it's going to take a little bit for him to, to feel comfortable every single night. You're going to f- have these inconsistencies like we've seen these, well, I think the last now five of the last six games where he probably hasn't played to the level that they need him to. So, I don't know. I, I think you still bring Chris Vote off the bench, but that uh, is, is at least a question at this point. Okay, Zach, I like that. I'm going to put it in the uh, you know the future file here, something that we can bring up later hey, on as he works his way up the ranks here, uh, Chris mm. Vote. So, Zach, before I let you go... I have uh, just a, a college and professional football question. Urban Meyer, doing hmm. what every fan I think wanted to do to the Packers special teams, kicking their kicker or someone on the special teams and saying, hey, dip bleep, make your effing kicks. Uh, we never went through with it. Urban Meyer did. Did you think that he would have been fired midseason or he'd make it all the way through? And could it have happened to a better guy? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
What a horrible decision by them in, in general, just to bring him on. Like, it, college coaches never work, and a college coach like that, horrible, horrible choice. But I honestly thought he was going to make it to the end of the year. Same. Uh, and I was wrong. I didn't think he was going to make it past one year. But Same. At least get there. But now, where does he go? Does he go back to who? Uh, who opens up the coffers to bring him in, or is he untouchable right now? I say if there's a program desperate enough, like a bigger program desperate enough, and he's you know desperate to get back in, you could see it. But I think for the time being, he might be a little untouchable. I mean, we've seen more get overlooked, right? I think eventually yeah, he'll be this, back. If this if this happened two weeks ago, he may have ended up in one of those major job openings, right? Mm-hmm. Like he he may have he may have opened up, or he may have ended up at a USC or a. Oklahoma or something like that. Notre Dame. I think there's a possibility. Notre Dame. I don't think right? they would have hired him, but yeah. Like there's well, a people were calling for people were calling for Paul Chris today. I'm like, hey, what about Wisconsin? What do you say? I said people no, were calling for Pete, Paul Chris today. Say, hey, what about Wisconsin? People. Pete from Monona uh, is still calling for Paul Chris job. There's more. There are more people that feel that way. There are a lot of people that they don't feel call that in way. and talk and, about it. No, they should. Six zero eight three two one sixteen seventy. Get Ben all razzled. They certainly, they certainly tweet. Um, oh yeah, they're all over they Twitter. Certainly tweet. Yeah, so. But Twitter's not real. Twitter's not real. It doesn't uh, really. That's that's not that's not a reflection of uh, of. Uh, Twitter's the best for trolling. I love I love to pay the troll toll, Zach. You, you do, but then you also don't do it all the time with your own account. I know. I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm full well. I'm full of knowing this and say this all the time. I have two burners now. I have, <laughs> I'm, I have no problem saying that. I have two of them. What, now. what do you? I I didn't get a, a notification. Because I got smarter at it. You, you must not have used your, e- your own email for that one. I made up. I made up two new emails. <laughs> you better believe it. You better believe it, Zach. I, uh, you oh, got to yeah. pay the troll toll, baby. Zach. Yeah. Last question. Did you stop in the Fire Mike Norvell Twitter space yesterday? At oh all? yeah, I saw Ben Kenny's hosting the Bill Michaels show, and I go on the spaces for Twitter, and he's like in this. <laughs> I'm like, aren't you on air, like doing stuff? I didn't see that, but it was amazing. I saw, I saw Big Cat was in there, and he and he got. There are a lot of clips. Muted. They are not. Uh, I've never been to done a Twitter space. They're not appropriate for on air because a lot of profanity, but yeah. it lasted for five hours and it was just person after person. They had to start every se- sentence by saying, fire Mike Norvell, and everyone says, thank you. And they just go on and, and curse and, and yell and scream. It was yeah, amazing. It sounds it's like Twitter. Amazing. It's amazing. That is, that is uh, the message. That is a college football message board uh, come alive. Yes. Like that's, that's essentially what it is. That's what it was for five hours. Yeah, it's beautiful. Zach, do you have it any works. burner accounts? Of course I do. Ben? Uh, yes. Zach, do you want to do a Twitter spaces later? That's a no. Uh, I didn't know he was going to say no. <laughs> no, I was going to say uh, maybe, See, no. tomorrow. Maybe, maybe tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow? Maybe tomorrow. Okay. And then when tomorrow maybe comes, it. maybe Saturday. That's fine. Hey, there's, there's nothing wrong with saying maybe. Hey, um, just checking in on the area, Zach. I know you're uh, close to someone near and dear to my heart besides yourself. How's uh, how's the area over there? Is the wind and the storm treating you guys okay in that, in that area? Yeah, we haven't uh, haven't lost anything. No uh, no sliding metal off a building yet. Yeah, I kind of want to leave my car there because I wanted a different car, but <laughs> it's fine. Everything's fine. Zach, you're the man. We love you, buddy. All right, guys. Thanks. You. Have fun with your burner today. All right, there is Zach Halpern, our sports director. Zach Halpern on Twitter. Good stuff. I don't know his burner. He won't tell me what it is.